Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, WrestleLore fans. This is Santa Claus here asking you to give me a Christmas present and follow the WrestleLore guys on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at WrestleLore and WrestleLore Pod. Ho, 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 ho. Be a good little boy and girl. Like and subscribe and comment on their post. Hey, thank you, Santa. This is Devo here. Hope you guys are having a great Christmas season out there and uh, all that fun stuff. We have what we're going to start calling uh, for you guys the best and the worst. And this is going to be one of the worst, as Ethan and I review, one of the worst WWE pay-per-views of all time, which is the 2006 version of WWE ECW, December to Dismember. Hope everybody has a great Christmas, and now enjoy the show. Welcome to the WrestleLore Podcast. My name is Ethan Sandoval, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, the Bells Balls to beat to my JR's face. Oh, man. <laughs> I was going to say the balls to your Mahoney. Balls to my Mahoney, yeah. The, the axle, the rotten to your balls. The rotten to your balls. We you can, know, can, whatever. Yeah. What's going on, Ethan? Yeah, uh, you know. You having a good day? Sure, uh, I was until I watched this fucking pay-per-view. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, so yeah, we are discussing a uh, a, a classic pay per view here uh, for all the wrong reasons. Oh yeah. So I, I was thinking about this, Ethan. I think what we're going to start doing is uh, for these uh, when we do some of these, we'll, we'll I'll title this one like the worst. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll do our series of when we do pay per views, but we'll have the worst, yeah. and then we'll have the best. Yeah. You know, so when we do the good ones. Uh, people will know what to expect uh, as far so, as... So uh, TNA Lockdown is obviously one of the best. <laughs> well, which has something kind of in common with this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, so December to Dismember mm-hmm. 2006. Yeah. Part of the WWECW. WWECW. 4,800 fans in attendance. At the James Brown Arena. In Augusta, Georgia. Jesus Christ. Now, hey, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna give uh, props to the crowd though. Throughout this entire stinker, they were hot. Yeah, the yeah. crowd was hot the, throughout the entire night. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just like, I guess it might be part and parcel of being in Augusta, Georgia, mm-hmm. where there's probably other than you know the Masters, there's probably nothing else that goes on there. Yeah. It's always been like, uh, how do you, how does the WWE need to start selling out pay per views? We'll put them in like fucking uh, yeah. Wichita, yeah. <laughs> like wherever there's no shit to do. Wichita, Wichita, yes. So what do we got here, Ethan? Well, let's first of all let's uh, won't you give us a little history if you can of, of WWE ECW of WWE ECW WWE ECW WWE ECW. So WWE ECW started in 06, yep. the same year as this pay per view. Um, it. Originally, there was uh, ECW One Night Stand 2005, yeah. which was um, it was a massive show. Uh, I mean, like not massive in terms of like attendance, but just like it was like an ECW reunion 
uh, four years after ECW shut down. Yeah. And it, it was incredible. Like, everybody went nuts. It's one of the most, like, electric nights of wrestling ever. Is that when Rob Van Dam won the world title? That's no. 06. That's 06. 06. Okay. 05, uh, the main event was... This was like a full straight ECW reunion show. Yeah. 05. I think it was the Dudleys versus the uh, it was uh, Tommy Dreamer and Sandman is the is the oh, okay. is the is the main event. And then you also had like um I'm trying to think what else you had. Uh, you had some good matches on there. You had like uh, Tajiri versus Little Guido versus Super Crazy. I am super. I, I am, am crazy. crazy. I am super, super crazy. crazy. You had you had a stinker, yeah. which when I tell you these names, you're yeah. gonna be like, "How is this a stinker?" Eddie Guerrero versus Chris Benoit. Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit and a stinker. And a stinker. Oh, okay. This is a, uh, just a few months before Eddie dies. It's about five months before he passes away. He's having health issues, and uh, he was really pissed off going into this match. So, again, we're talking about 2005 yeah. right now. We're talking about uh, this is a One Night Stand 2005. Yeah. I got the list here. We got Lance Storm versus Chris Jericho. This is fun. Seven-minute match. Uh, super crazy, little Guido. Uh, and that's Jerry and Mikey Whip with Mikey Mike, Whip. Uh, Tony. Yeah, there's a lot of people in here. Uh, Ray Mysterio and Psychosis yep, was, was on there. That, and yeah. a six made some short matches, man. Six minute match like yeah. Sabu uh, and Rob Van Dam. Uh, okay, he was just with Rob Van Dam. Sabu defeated Rhino, mm -hmm. uh, Chris Benoit, and Eddie Guerrero. As you said Mike Awesome and Masato Tanaka. Tanaka. And then your main event was the Dudley Boys and. Tommy Dreamer versus Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman. Right. So, yeah, that looks like an ECW pay-per-view, which is not what the fuck we watched. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. And, and, and that pay-per-view is incredible. We should definitely go back and watch it. It's great. Like, the the SmackDown superstars and the Raw superstars kind of yeah. show up, and they're just in a balcony. Just watching him. And, uh, you know, they keep, like, hurling insults. It's great. It's awesome. What was the one with Jerry Lawler? Was there one with Jerry Lawler where he wrestled? That's 06. Okay, 06. Jerry okay. Lawler res wrestles Taz. Yeah, yeah. It's literally a one-move match where... Jerry Lawler, as he's coming out, smacks the shit out of Joey Styles. I mean, like, it's a hefty slap. And then he gets into the ring, and Joey Styles jumps on his back <laughs> and starts, like, acting like he's going to beat him up or whatever. And then, you know, Jerry Lawler obviously throws him down and goes to put him in a pile driver. And Taz gets up behind him, puts him on a katahajime, and that's it. That's the entire match. I will tell you this, like, uh, the one thing that I do like from this pay-per-view is um, Joey Styles and Taz are a great booth. They are. They're Joey Styles and Taz are a great booth. Mm -hmm. I, would, I, I would put that booth above anything that we currently have today. Yeah. Uh, when they're not being cunts to each other, Corey Graves and Mauro Ronaldo. Well, but they they don't like each other. Anymore. But they don't. Yeah. But when they aren't, yeah. like there was a brief period where they were fun. I mean, I guess I don't watch a whole lot of NXT live, mm -hmm. uh, and you know, I, Beth Phoenix kind of takes it out for me. I just don't think she's very good. But I, I do like Nigel McGuinness and 
Yeah. And uh, I love Moro. I love Moro because I love Pride. Yeah. From back in the day. Yeah. So I just I I will always have a soft spot for Moro. Pride. It's not just a. Uh, it's not just a parade that happens in June. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, my God. Okay. Hey, one of the biggest stars in Pride was a homosexual. So, yeah, there you go. Sakuraba, who also wrestled in New Japan. Anyways, back on track. So, back on track. So, that show was great, but it was meant to be just a one-off thing. Yeah. 2005 was meant to be just a one-off show. And even after the show was a huge success, they were like, eh, we're, not, we're still not going to continue it. And then... The ECW DVD comes out, yeah, and it makes a fuck ton of money, sells so much, and then Vince is like, "Oh, there's gold in them dollar heels." Um, so he decides that we're gonna bring back WWE, and and two, one night stand two thousand five was booked by, uh, you know, they signed all the time by Paul Heyman and Rob Van Dam. They did everything in that one, okay? Yeah. Um, so they did everything in that in that uh, match or in that in that pay per view. Now ECW One Night Stand 2006, Vince demands creative control. Now, oh, yeah, that starts to make a lot of sense. So now, all of a sudden, like I guess ECW One Night Stand 2005 is kind of like a fond farewell. Where ECW One Night Stand 2006 is kind of a like, oh, we're moving in. We got a new product for you yeah. guys. And it's new ECW. It's new ECW or WWE ECW, as we like to call it. As we like to call it. And so. So, what's the, like, so when this, this debuted in 2006 on Sci Fi, right? Yep. On Sci Fi. Tuesday nights. Tuesday nights on Sci Fi. And I, I remember the whole thing was that sci-fi wanted, like, characters. They, want, they wanted The Undertaker. Yeah. The, um, because sci-fi wanted kind of, like, kooky characters. Yeah. So, like, on the first ever ECW, we get the zombie. Yes, the zombie. Which I think, sadly, that, like, maybe in 2019, the zombie would play. <laughs> <laughs> it may like on the at least on the indies you could definitely see the zombie play. <laughs> it was so bad. It was yet a level. It was yet a levels of bad. But so so ECW one night stand two thousand six is kind of ushering in newer guys. But the issue is you see the level of talent that like they don't bring in Mike Awesome. No, they don't bring in Tajiri. They they keep Balls Mahoney. <laughs> yeah, which Yeah, we'll get we'll get to his match. <laughs> they okay. keep balls Mahoney. Um I'm seeing if I can find the roster of ECW two thousand six. Oh, it's bad. It's like little Guido, oh, Tony Mamaluke, nine one or no 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 not nine one one, but uh fuck. Oh big Guido. That's right, it's big Guido. I mean uh, what what do you think? Now, this is what surprises me. I did not think it ran this long. I, I did not think it ran from 2006 to 2010. No, I knew it did. Yeah. Because you know who the very last ECW champion is? Kane? Ezekiel Jackson. Oh, boy. 193 total episodes of ECW. Yeah, WWE it was around ECW. for yeah, quite around, a while. Around for a minute. Uh, yeah, I pulled up this. I'm not getting a, a great list here. but uh, How long do you think Paul Heyman was involved? Eight months. 
six. Six, yeah. Literally, December to December is their breaking point. It's where well Paul I, goes. Well, fuck this. Yeah, I and I don't I don't blame him. Like, uh, it's pretty pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm not fine. I can't find a good list of. Oh, well, I mean, it's it's a lot of like the B wrestlers from yeah. ECW. Like, if this was like, uh, and then Tommy Dreamer, Sandman, Sabu, RVD. Yeah, I think. Uh, at some point in this show, you get that line where Heyman is like, Rob Van Dam is the past and uh, the big show's the future or whatever. And, and you could hear a guy yell in the crowd, who's going to retire in a year? Yeah. It's like, little did that guy know. <laughs> the big show would go on to be around, what, 14, 15? Actually, the big show does retire. Uh, well. He retires and doesn't come back until 2008. Yeah. To lose some weight, right? Didn't he? Lo- well, he was had some nagging injuries. Yeah. He was feeling kind of burnt out. They offered him like a million dollar a year contract, and he was like, "Speaking of which, this will be really dated by the time this comes out." Did you see the rumor today that Lana signed a five year, two point five million dollar contract today? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> but Rusev has not signed, so we what? might we might have a uh, Moxley and uh, you talk about getting cooked. Uh, Moxley and what's her name? Uh, what's her name? Renee. Renee Young. Renee Young. Yeah. So it might be Lana on TV and uh, like, I mean, if Rusev decides not to sign, that could make a good angle with Lana. You know, it could be a good out outgoing angle. But he's going to land in so fast in AEW. Oh my god! I <laughs> fucking hope so. <laughs> like they would actually like know how to do deal with him. Like, yeah. Uh, but anyways, so. So yeah, they bring in a weak a level of talent, and then they start really WWEing mm-hmm. ECW, so, which is literally the problem with WWE ECW is ECW's counterculture. Yeah, and it's not here. This is so. This is high production value. I, I was going to try to think. Let's say if let's let's just right now think about who's in WWE currently on the active roster. Who do you think would end up if there was a 2019 ECW version? Um, the B team for sure. The entirety of Two Hundred Five Live. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> Two Hundred Five Live. Yeah, Drew Gulak would be there. I love Drew Gulak. I, like, no, I do too. I fucking like, love it. Matt Stryker does a very Drew Gulak thing. Yeah, he does a Drew Gulak thing here. Um, yeah, definitely the B team. Probably no way, Jose. <laughs> Basically, anyone that jobs out to uh, any big man uh, would yeah. be on there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we have a WWE CW in two thousand and six. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to ask you: Did you ever watch? Uh, and I, this seems like it's way too long ago, but I guess maybe it is at this point. Uh, but Hardcore Justice twenty ten from TNA, no, which was their sort of uh, like here. Let me give you the matches from Hardcore Justice: uh, the FBI, Guido, uh, Tony Luke. Tracy Smothers, so Tracy Smothers back in the FBI, yeah. uh, versus Kid Cash, Johnny Swinger, Simon Diamond, Two Cold Scorpio versus C.W. Anderson, Stevie Richards uh, versus P.J. Palaco, Rhino uh, versus uh, Al Snow and Brother Runt, Team 3D defeating Axel Rotten and Cajones, uh, Raven versus Tommy Dreamer, and the main event was Rob Van Dam versus Sabu. So basically it was that 2005 show, mm-hmm. just, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, just, just in TNA. Yeah. So, but apparently, uh, Balls Mahoney had lost his name to the WWE. Yep. So he was Cajones at that time. So yeah, so uh, so six months of Paul Heyman. Yep. 
And this pay-per-view is in December, and mm-hmm. it started in June. So this is like the end of Paul Heyman. This is the end. This is the end. And I do like, uh, man, I, I, I just like Paul Heyman, mm-hmm. even though I'm sure there's something horrible about him. Um, yeah, he's a terrible businessman who fucks over his talent. Allegedly. I heard that the, I heard that, that was way exaggerated, the talent not getting paid stuff. I've heard I've heard varying stories on it from from yeah. wrestlers and you know obviously Paul Heyman's got his take on it but you know whatever. Well, do you want to get into this uh, pay per view? Sure. Because I mean it's not good. Yeah, you want to talk about the dark match real quick? Sure. What was the dark match? Ethan? Uh, Renaud Dupois. <laughs> Renaud Dupois. Oh. Rene Dupree. Rene yes. Dupree. Yes. Jobbed out to Stevie Richards. Oh yeah. Well, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Now. What era, when was like Stevie Richards and the BWO in the WWE? Okay, that was uh, right after ECW, uh, One Night Stand 2005. Okay. And it's because ECW One Night Stand 2005, there's a moment where like all the ECW guys are in one half of the ring. Yeah. And then all the Raw and SmackDown guys, the invaders, are on the other side of the oh, okay. ring. And or the Crusaders, I'm sorry, that's what they were called, mm. on the other side of the ring. The Crusaders. They kind of start schmozzing when Stone Cold and Taz show up. They kind of start schmozzing. Um, Stone Cold on the ECW side, by the way. Well, good for Stone Cold. Wearing an XFL jersey. <laughs> <laughs> this is several years after the XFL has gone. Absolutely several years <laughs> after the XFL. Uh, I've been to an XFL game. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyways, in that schmoz, yeah. that like, brawling part, JBL, and one of the reasons I fucking hate JBL, shoots on Blue Meanie. Oh, he yeah. He hates Blue Meanie because yeah. Blue Meanie pointed out the fact that he's a fucking bully. So he goes, you think I'm a bully? I'll show you a bully. And he starts beating the shit out of Blue Meanie. So then... Smile for the camera. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, so then... Great to, picture with a jar of uh, moonshine sitting in front of you. <laughs> so then to um, avoid a lawsuit, the uh, WWE allowed the BWO to yeah. come into the WWE and Blue Meanie beats JBL after JBL takes a... Fucking nasty chair shot from Stevie Richards. So so you guys out there that don't know what the BWO is, that's the Blue World Order, which was a total spoof of the New World Order back mm-hmm. in the old school ECW mm-hmm. with uh, Big Stevie Cool. Big Stevie Cool, Kevin uh, Nash. Yeah, Kevin Nash. Uh, Hollywood, well, it was Hollywood Nova, right? Yeah. And uh, that was Supernova. And then... The blue meanie who was the blue guy. The blue guy, yeah. So basically the Razor or the Scott Hall of it. But like they just wear blue. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, like, and they dance. And, yeah, and they dance a lot. So yeah, uh, yeah they it, were great. It was great. So yeah. Like this is just what's so sad about what we're getting ready to talk about is just like everything I know and love about ECW, this is not. And no. it's like they were going out of their way to make this not ECW. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, exactly. But I mean, like. It makes no sense. Like what? Just like, you know, it's that 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 argument is Vince like good or is he lucky at things? Right? 
He's not good. Like, this is one of the reasons, like, well, I'll talk about it yeah. once we kind of get towards the end here. But this is literally one of the reasons that I go, Vince is not a genius. Yeah, no, he could have made money off of this. He absolutely, he did. And then, well, when Paul ran it, and then yeah. Vince was like, I'm smart. <laughs> Let me run it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck which, you, Vince. Which is, you know. Hire me. Which is uh, probably what's going to happen with uh, NXT, I'm going to guess, eventually. So, Well, unless Vince fucking does. Yeah, which, you know, there was always two people. It was Al Davis with the Raiders and Vince McMahon, you know, and uh, <laughs> Vince is just holding on there. Yep. All right. Well, so he's got to run the XFL. He's got to run the XFL. Well, that might be good for WWE. Yeah. If the XFL can get, like, a couple seasons... Like Vince will put his attention, like yeah, like you'll, there's already been a couple shows this year where Vince wasn't around, and they were like the better shows because he was dealing with XFL stuff. Yeah, we're so good. bring it on, man! All right, so here we go. Let Grandpa do what he wants. Uh, let's. Uh, and it's not costing WWE any money, by the way. He, he it's all. His oh yeah, money. it's all his money. Yeah, the people. Yeah, he took his money out of there. So yeah, the James Brown Arena. Uh, the tagline. You know what the tagline is for this? I know what it is, okay. but I will let you say it. You better watch out because uh, Santa Claus is coming. No, it's the Sandman. No, I know, coming. but Santa Claus is coming too. Yeah. That's the tie-in between the Sandman and Santa yeah. Claus. The Sand because the poster, the Santa Man. The poster is Sandman's arm holding a Singapore cane out of a yeah, sticking out yeah. of a chimney with Christmas lights. I know I've asked this before, but at what point did it switch from a Singapore cane to a kendo stick in the WWE? Uh, when people oh. forgot the reference, I guess. Yeah, it w- I remember it as a kid. Yeah, it was a Singapore cane. Like, uh, and then I would say like two thousand and. Eight-ish? Yeah, I don't know. I started hearing it be more referred to as a kendo stick. Maybe. No, no, 2006. Yeah. In WWE ECW is when I remember it being a kendo stick. A kendo stick. Maybe it was a kendo stick when uh, that boring-ass person, Steve Blackman, uh, would use one or something. He didn't use a kendo stick. I know. Stick. He used little sticks. He, they were escrima sticks. Uh, but yeah, for those of you guys who don't know... A Singapore whipping cane is the references to that kid in the 90s that like spit on the sidewalk or chewing gum on the sidewalk in Singapore. And, and they're they, going to give him, they're going to whip him with the cane. And that's where it became. Well, and popular. then, so then there was the Singapore cane match for Tommy Dreamer. Oh, yeah. Well, that got I, cane. But that's like, you know, where they're getting the yeah, yeah. terminology. So it is, we've talked about that dark match, Stevie Richards, uh, which okay. I love Stevie Richards. I, you know, whatever. He's now huge with uh, DDP in the yoga yes, scene. He is. He's, he's a, like the... He's a DDP certified trainer. Yeah, he's like the number two guy. Like, yeah. he's like on all their uh, shit. On commentating, we have uh, Joey Styles and Taz mm-hmm. doing the interviewing backstage. Rebecca DiPietro, which I do not remember. And does she have a lisp? Yeah, I think so. Like, she has a lisp, which is very weird. The ring announcer, your current AEW ring announcer... Justin Roberts yep. is the ring announcer. And referees, Scott Armstrong, Mickey Henson, and John Cone and Mike Posey. So yep. there you go. But our right. f- first match of the evening on yep. the card uh, yep. is one of only two matches mm-hmm. that were announced before the night of the show. Really? One of only two matches. So we have the Hardy Boys, yep. Matt and Jeff, mm-hmm. uh, defeating, eventually, they're going to take on Eminem. Which is uh, uh, Johnny jo- Mercury and Joey Mercury. Joey Mercury and Johnny Nitro. Yeah, uh, with Melina. M- Melina. Yeah, she was that. It was, it was really like it was 
Mercury, Nitro, and Molina. That's what the M&M stand for, yeah. right? Like, right. Yeah. Uh, they don't have their... They didn't have the cameramen come out here. No, I don't think no, no. Uh, Molina is still around doing some stuff. She's. I've seen her on the Wrestle Talk yeah. uh, network with SoCal Val uh, doing some stuff. So maybe she's over there in England or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, okay. So kind of a little backstory behind this match. Hardy's put up an open challenge. Gotta love them open challenges. For don't their, have to do any storyline with the shit. For their tag titles, and before Eminem accepted, you know who really accepted? Who? BG and Kip James, which were Road Dogg and Billy Gunn yeah. when they were in TNA. So they, the Hardys put out an open challenge, oh, okay. and they were trying so fucking hard to have a TNA WWE crossover but yeah. that they were like, we'll accept the open challenge. Um, and there's a great... That's a great segment on TNA around this period. So BG and Kip James yeah. were in a group called VKM, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, McMahon, but yeah, it stood yeah. for Voodoo Kin Mafia. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, sorry, this is a little side tangent. The but, pe- no, that's fine. The pettiness of wrestling. Well, no. You're ready for it to get real petty. They show up wearing ponchos and sombreros in the ring one time and they go hey hey michael higginbottom and paul levesque we challenge you to a match at the alamo dome (laughs) which is if you don't know is Shawn michaels and triple h's real names are michael higginbottom and paul levesque yeah and so they're trying so they like show up to a TNA catering event or no they show up to a WWE event and bring like cookies and balloons. <laughs> oh. Very silly. Well, I guess if we're tying into modern times there's now this uh New Hope uh, apparently the WWE is kind of done with Jeff Hardy at this point because of the most recent arrest he had, which I didn't hear about but uh and then matt is i think writing out his contract and uh so i think there's a little hope that they might get back together and there'll be a young bucks hardy boys rematch maybe coming up in the AEW soon uh so this is the best wrestling match of the night absolutely yeah this is uh it's also so long yeah it is well there's not very many matches on this card uh 22 minutes and 33 seconds uh they're, they're, this 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 card is bookend by two twenty plus uh, minute matches. Everything else is sub ten in between, uh, and that should tell you a lot considering there's only seven matches. Yep. Like <laughs> this is not a six hour uh, nope. super card like we're used to. Uh, now, having said that, um, this is probably if you're giving me the Hardy Boys and it's going to be on an ECW pay per view. Like this is probably the tamest Hardy Boys match. Yeah, there's it's go- the most cookie cutter. Yeah, and what gets me is like how people were so enthralled with the Swanton Bomb, and like today, it's just like that's pretty mild. Yeah. Like it was just like all that's there. Uh, Taz is so horny for Molina throughout this match. Yeah, he is just like constant so taz is gonna throughout the night channel his jerry lawler here quite a bit and uh uh why (sighs) instantly my first thought on this because i'm sure i want to say that i watched this i probably didn't buy the pay-per-view 
or this is 2006. I guarantee you, this was in the days when you, I was trying to find illegal streams mm-hmm. of pay per views on like you know whatever mm-hmm. service. Yeah. Uh, like, why aren't isn't this match extreme? Why is this not a ladder match? Why is it not a tables match? Why is it not like that's my because fuck you. <laughs> you don't like ECW. <laughs> You like what I want you to like, said Vince McMahon. <laughs> yeah, so literally, ugh. yeah, it's yeah, just reeks of Vince. Now, uh, Taz does imply at one point that Michael Cole doesn't like women, uh, that he would not be interested in Melina, and it starts to border on uh, homophobia. Yeah, a little bit of a homophobia there. Uh, I did not remember Melina's thing being that she just screamed a lot. Yep, that was your thing. <laughs> like, I don't remember that at all. I like, remember it. Oh, I remember it. I saw her, and I was like, didn't she? And then it happened, and I went, mother fuck! No! <laughs> uh, you have to understand, this is like my heyday. This is like... For wrestling okay. fanaticism. See, this is like the time where I'm still watching, but like... I just jam so many of these years together. Like, I, I just don't. Like, I cannot differentiate throughout all this stuff. Um, yeah, I was, this is 2006. Like, uh, I'm, uh, yeah, getting, I'm working at a crappy job and I'm getting ready to go down to Oak State the following year and all that fun stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, the crowd is into this match and they just keep chanting that they want tables. Yep. And it's just like, Everything you want tonight, crowd, and everything everyone at home you want tonight, mm-hmm. yeah, you're not going to get it, bud. You're just not going to get what you want. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, Johnny Nitro, uh, which I always get, it's always, it was always funny that his name was Nitro. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> like, okay. No, well, yeah. yeah. Whatever. He, and then whatever he, is, whatever he is now, Johnny Mundo or Johnny Impact or Johnny... Johnny on the spot. I don't know. Uh, did you ever watch his horrible, any of his horrible movies? There's a, there's a Johnny Knight, there's a Johnny Mundo, Johnny Nitro uh, movie on oh, Netflix yeah. where he's a stunt man. Or yeah, he does, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is really bad. Yeah, yeah. I was watching it on an airplane because I was like, yeah, it's an airplane movie. I'll watch that. And then all of a sudden, like, there's just a giant sets of tits on the screen, like naked. And I'm like, oh, hello. I have people that I'm sitting next to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not watching porno over here, I swear. Uh, 3.5 star on the Meltzer rating, mm-hmm. which seems about apropos for this. I give it a three. Yeah, it just wasn't. I mean, it's your best wrestling match of the night. Yeah. I mean, like, it's I, acceptable. So much of what makes this pay per view bad is just like what could have been, mm-hmm. which one would have been a completely different card yeah. because, boy, oh boy, this yep. is. It starts off and you're like, oh, okay. Uh, it's similar to, uh, to lockdown, you know, or the lockdown started with a really good match too, right? Yes, it did. Yeah. All, all TNA pay-per-views always started with an awesome X division match, oh, okay. which is their like, you know, 205 yeah, yeah. live. Yeah. So you had that, you had that, that match and even like, uh, Star K 2000 started with a decent match, yep. you yep. know, so good job on that. But then it goes way downhill as we get for some reason. Matt Stryker versus Balls Mahoney. He has a 186 IQ, in case you didn't know. Who? Oh, Matt Stryker. 
So Matt Stryker's gimmick, if you don't know who Matt Stryker is, uh, his gimmick was that he was a former New York City school teacher. Social studies. Social studies. Yeah, social studies. Let's get that right. And uh, he was actually just a substitute teacher. Well, let's don't worry about those details. He's a, boy, I cannot imagine being a substitute teacher in a New York City school. That's got to be rough. So good on him. That's like combat pay. Yeah. Uh, but then he was disgracefully removed. So mm-hmm. is the implication here that he slept with a student? <laughs> I mean, what other way? Like, other than, there's two ways a teacher gets disgracefully removed. It's three, I guess. You could be drunk on the job, sleep with a student, or hit one. So it's one of those three. So pick your poison there, Matt Stryker. Well, they found out he was a wrestling mark, and they were like, get the fuck out of here. I worked for the, what? Well, no, it didn't work for the principal in in a happy, was it happy? No, it was the water boy where the principal was a pro wrestler, I think. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, so uh, clearly all teachers, uh, Matt Stryker's playing a character here, teach in sleeveless cardigans. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> that are pink. <laughs> I want to talk about Matt Stryker's trunks. Uh, yeah. And the fact that he doesn't wear a goddamn cup. Uh, I don't know if he copped that. No, I didn't. I didn't copy so, that. Uh, Matt Stryker wears Argyle trunks. Yep. With his face plastered on his butt. Do you remember the line that was said by the uh, by uh, Joey Styles? Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, I've tried to write it here. Uh, Gotta wonder about a man that wants to sit on his own face. Uh, (laughs) And this is the... You know know what my one quote was? What? How hungry is Matt Stryker's ass? Because he is eating them shorts. (laughs) I love when, when Joey Styles says that line. That is the moment that you get Taz and Joey Styles like they they just <laughs> they just start laughing so much about that line and everything that's going on. You're like, it is so nice. These guys genuinely like each other <laughs> yeah. and like being out there together. It's uh, it's so rare these days. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, so the whole premise of this match, mm-hmm. it's the E C fucking W, yeah. E C F and W. Yeah. Extreme Championship Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And the whole premise of this match is that it's under Striker's rules, which you were alluding to is like a Drew Gulak type thing, but no cheating, no cussing, no top rope maneuvers. Yep. And it's just like... <sighs> Listen, it's great heel heat. Yeah. But then... But he... then it actually happens. Yeah. And then... He loses. <laughs> he loses. Well, that spiked it. He loses. Basically, a mat wrestling match to Balls Mahoney. Uh, why? Why? It's just like this should. This would like. Uh, it, this is. I don't know. This is just. It's just so bad. Yep. So so bad yep. that. Could you, uh, you could have. Why would you put him up against Balls Mahoney? So, I guess the payoff is what? The payoff, this is a Sandman spot, right? Or is that later? That's later. That's later, okay. Uh, Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I guess maybe the 
thought is you want to put him in there with the most extreme guy you can think of, <laughs> but balls Mahoney. Yeah, which I mean, balls Mahoney and like. It would have paid off if, like, Balls Mahoney would have just started kicking him in the balls and, like, cheating or something. But it's just so dumb to do this. Yep. Like, oh, boy. All right. So that match stunk, and it got a .5 star, which yep. is what it deserves. Because why in the world is Balls Mahoney Matt wrestling Matt Stryker? Makes no goddamn sense. Yep. Matt Stryker would go on to do what? Didn't he do, like, a... Did he announce ECW at one point? He or? was a commentator. He was fucking great for, like, six months. Yeah. And then... He started picking on Jerry Lawler, yeah, uh, like commentary because Jerry Lawler didn't watch the show, so he would like, you know, Jerry Lawler would say something stupid, and you know, Matt Stryker would just point out he was a fucking idiot, and Vince was like, "All right, you're gonna do that, then I'm going to make you say incorrect facts, to in order to destroy your credibility." Oh, jeez, jeez, yeah, what man? I thought that whole just. Just tell him not to do it because then it just it just makes your product worse. Yeah. Uh, again, I, you know, one of the the problems with uh, our podcast is you know we, there are some things we're talking about topical things will be way late. But I I did watch Survivor Series and it was just a three hour four hour commercial for NXT basically. Yep. And Jerry Lawler was out there announcing, and I was like, I thought that was supposed to be a very short term thing on Raw. Mm. Like, it's just, why is Lawler still out there? I mean, thank God he is, because that Raw announce crew is god-awful. Yeah. It is so bad. Just make him heal. Heal Lawler was good. Yeah. Heal Lawler was a good yeah. fucking commentator. I don't want I don't want Grandpa Lawler. Yeah, you can put that over on the other side there. Let's do that. There so, uh, next up, oh boy. Next up, we have... One guy I barely remember, and another guy I have no recollection of whatsoever. So these both, I saw them live. You saw Elijah Burke and Sylvester Turkey. Yeah. Turkey. I watched them wrestle Rey Mysterio. So I'm sorry, Sylvester, but if your last name is T-E-R-K-A-Y, your last name is Turkey. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is a tag match between Elijah Burke, Sylvester Turkey, uh, Versus uh, the full blood Italians, the FBI, Little Guido, and Tony Mamaluke with Trinity. And I had to look up Trinity because I did not remember her. Mm-hmm. Uh, very nice Trinity. Mm-hmm. Like, she is wearing a very, very nice red, like, cat suit. And listen, there's one woman on this show that I like way more. <laughs> uh, is it uh, coming up with. Mr. Thorne? Yeah. yeah. We'll get to there. Yeah. I'm a goth boy. <laughs> I'm a goth boy. Slit my wrists, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Don't worry no, about she's this. She's great. Well, do I, no, no, do no, I no, make no. any matches or do I make any notes on this one? Probably not. There's no point. There's there is no, no point. point. Uh, this is Elijah a... Burke and Sylvester Chakai, the gimmicks where they were like, Elijah Burke was a legitimate amateur boxer. Amateur boxer. And on his hands, he would have the like four up because that's how many knuckles you have up when you mm-hmm. punch somebody. Yeah. He went on to go into TNA and become the Pope D'Angelo De Niro. Yeah. yeah. Which was fine. It was a decent gimmick. Yeah. And mm. he was recently an extra in one of the Batman movies. Really? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, and as far as Sylvester. 
Turkai or whatever. Jack shit. Yeah, they build him as a professional mixed martial artist, basically. Uh, but I don't really see anything in that career. Uh, he did have a, a clever ring name of Sly Scraper, so yeah. that's that's pretty clever. Mm-hmm. Six foot six, three hundred twenty pounds. Uh, yeah, he looks like he did have a, some mixed martial art career. He did some matches for K one and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Uh, so first, okay, can I yeah, can I get it. to the point of this show that really pisses me the fuck off? Okay. First match, no ECW stars. Yeah. Second match, one of the worst ECW stars <laughs> wins. Yeah. This match, a fan favorite in Little Guido, yeah. loses. Yeah. Yeah, the FBI. Now, again, I don't like, I don't count the FBI unless fucking Tracy Smothers is out there. True. Tracy Smothers, for what, for the what you don't know, like Little Guido and Tony Mamaluke look like Italians. Like, because they are. Yeah. They're and, the only two actual yeah. Italians. But in Tracy the Smothers, the whole joke was he's like, a southern guy yeah, yeah, yeah. who is not Italian, but we come out and do the like whole like Italian hand gestures, and <laughs> I always I was like, this is so fucking funny of yeah. what they're doing here. Um, but uh, now, by this point, have we had the bullshit chance? Because it's been we've already had. So the main event that's coming up in a little bit, we've ar- the crowd is already kind of pissed off mm-hmm. because they know that Sabu is going to be removed from the main event. Yes, and. People like they start chanting bullshit because Sabu gets attacked backstage. Yeah, Sabu gets attacked backstage, and we'll get to the main event. But I just, you know, the crowd, you know, again, bless this crowd for trying to stay in there. Yeah, and and be with it for whatever reason. But yeah. I mean, I guess they paid their money. Enjoy what you get. There is really nothing to say about this match. Nope, it is entirely pointless. It's just a. Like it's just a showcase for a new star. If you if you take away the Who first to nothing. <laughs> if you take away the first and the last match, mm-hmm. the five in between are effectively an episode of ECW. Yeah. That's all it is. 100%. Like this is it's just not good at all. But Trinity, guys, Go look up Trinity from this match. I, I very much uh, mm-hmm. appreciate uh, her look on this. Not to get all skeevy on you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I had to re- look her up, though, because I did not remember who she was. Uh, Stephanie Finocchio. So that she's actually probably Italian with that last name. She's mm-hmm. currently 47, so too old for me. <laughs> I don't want to get skeevy. <laughs> <laughs> old bitch. <laughs> okay. Now, next up, we have clearly the greatest match on the card. This is the match where I start to get angry. This is the match where I start to get really mad. All right. We have... Davari. Yeah, Davari. Who, in TNA, his theme music started with a point crash. That is correct. Because, as you know, Davari, Sean Davari, that notorious... That notorious terrorist that was born in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah! (laughs) He is flanked by... The great, the great Kali. Kali. Which, do you know what Kali means? No. What does it mean? Empty or fertilizer. <laughs> the great Kali, actually born in India. But in the wonderful world of wrestling, you have... Did you know that in... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. In the wonderful world of wrestling, you have <laughs> Davari coming out, speaking in Arabic, <laughs> introducing... The giant Indian. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, you know, not all people that are brown are the same, right? Yeah. WWE? Well, so um, 
if you don't know, whenever WWE aired matches in India, mm-hmm. they would put Great Kali on the card, and he would always move his match to the main event. Yeah, even if it wasn't the main event. Yeah. Now I will say, like Great Kali, objectively shitty wrestler. Like it's just yeah, yeah, he's just bad. Might as well wrestle a blow up doll. It might as well. But like, I mean, he he missed. He missed the window of Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Like, he would have been perfect for Game of Thrones. Yeah. Because, I mean, he is like a fucking man mountain. He's legitimately seven foot three. Yeah, he's legit seven foot three and seemingly five feet wide. He's thick. Yeah, he's like. He's a thick, but not like fat thick. No, like. like, Like, he's a V up top. Like, he. And then later years, he would lose a lot of that. But, uh, but. So, the great Kali and Davari. Tall enough that he killed someone. Yeah. Um, versus fucking flapjack versus Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer. Why do you got to do Tommy Dreamer this way, WWE? Here's here's what really pisses me off about this. They didn't. There was no need for Tommy Dreamer to lose this match. No, they didn't need to. As a matter of fact, it would have made more sense if he fucking won. Yeah, yeah. Because what happens is. Uh, this match, I think it ended up getting like a dud rating or something like that. Like, it, Tommy Dreamer is beating the crap out of Davari, <laughs> and then he wins on a roll up. Yeah, Great Kali gets thrown. He's the manager. Yeah, he gets you know kicked out mm-hmm. because he like pulls down the rope, which yeah. actually I did kind of mark for that spot because he literally just goes. <laughs> <laughs> he literally Doesn't just reaches to, up yeah. and grabs it because he's so goddamn tall. <laughs> And Dreamer sells it great. Well, Dreamer's like, so if you don't know who Tommy Dreamer is, I would argue that, you know, and I think maybe this wouldn't be that big of an argument, but like he is Mr. ECW. Yeah. He He is is the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer. In terms of good guy wrestler, he's the good guy from ECW. Yeah, he is the, like, regular Joe kind of, like, you know, um, just... Puts up with pain and everything else, and so cries a lot. <laughs> cries a lot. Yeah. Uh, does House of Hardcore now? I think that's his promotion. Yeah. Yeah. House of Hardcore. Uh, but yeah. So Davari rolls him up, and then they go up the ramp. Uh, and Kali, legitimately seven yeah. foot three, picks up Tommy Dreamer as high as he can, mm-hmm. which is well over ten feet. Oh yeah. No. It's yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And does the double choke slam. On him, and uh, we get one of my favorite ever moments where Tommy Dreamer's laying there and he goes, I can't feel my feet. <laughs> See, I thought he said, I can feel my feet. He said, I can't feel my oh, feet. Okay. Well, yeah, so this is a very brutal. They slam him down onto a steel. But, and again, yeah, this is up on the ramp. What's the point? Uh, like, was Kali even on ECW? Nope. So, like, it's literally like Vince is just fuck you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna shit all over you. I don't need you. I got my talent. Yeah, I know. I know that's exactly what it is. Yeah. But it's just so sad because like these guys are like built a legacy or whatever, and so, he's just out there shitting. So on far, it. we've had four matches. Three of them included ECW wrestlers. Yeah, like traditional ECW wrestlers. Yep. Two of them lost. And the one that won is Balls Mahoney. Fucking Balls. 
I've got big balls. He's got big balls. That was his theme song in ECW. Yeah, but he's got the biggest balls of the b- I marked out for that as a kid watching ECW on the Sunshine Network back in 1996 mm. at like 2 a.m. on a Saturday night. Balls Mahoney! But Balls Mahoney packaged with Axel Rotten was a great tag team. That's fine. Yeah. I'm not saying I want Balls but Like when EC when TNA did this same, did that pay-per-view in 2010, they put those two together. <laughs> like, Good. Uh, yeah. So next. Balls Mahoney looks like okay. your cousin that you had that got into meth but now works as a line cook. Uh, he got into meth but then, yeah, he got Past it, yeah. He he's now living his best life that he can. Right? <laughs> he's uh, he's got as many teeth as you think. He's got as many teeth as you think. As many piercings. As he's you a think. line cook at the Olive Garden. He's got a ton of shitty curly fry tattoos. Yep. He and yep. That's where most of his paycheck goes is to uh, the tattoo man. So <laughs> the tattoo man and food. <laughs> yeah. No, he just takes some scraps home, man. Yeah. So Tommy Dreamer. Fucking loses. Yeah. So now we get we Mike Knox. Knox. Now, who? Yeah. If you watch OS, or listen to OSW or watch OSW, they refer to as Mr. 1015 because he always holds his arms. <laughs> <laughs> what He doesn't hold his arms like level, he doesn't yeah. do straight out. He's got one slightly raised, so he looks like a clock that's perpetually stuck <laughs> at ten fifty. Uh, that's good. That's good. Good for him. Uh, yeah. So this uh, Mike Knox comes out, and this is a mixed gender tag match. Mm-hmm. Which let's just get this out of the way. Like, but and I'm gonna I'm calling out both like AEW and WWE right now. Mm-hmm. Let's just get past it and have intergender matches, please. Like, I want I want. To enter gender Mahal. I just want to enter, <laughs> I enter, want gen- enter gender, gender Mahal. Like, I get the whole, like, WWE's reluctance with, like, they don't want to show men hitting women or whatever. But I have, I personally cannot stand that they won't show a man hitting a woman, but it's perfectly fine for, like, the woman to f- hit a guy in the face. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, no, if it's not right for one, it's not right for both. So get over it. Let's let's bring in her gender. And especially in these tag matches, because it eliminates the whole point of a tag match, mm-hmm. which is you've beat up a guy and you want to tag someone in to continue beating them up. Nope. If you t- if the other person tags in, you gotta stop and let the woman come in or yep. the man come in because you have and it's just so dumb. But Mike Knox and Kelly Kelly. Kelly Kelly. Yeah. Okay. The so, young exhibitionist, Kelly yes. Kelly. Again, I want to clarify. So far, we've only had one match that was mm-hmm. announced before the main, before the show. Yeah. This match, to give you an idea of, because there's a storyline moment that happens in this match. Yeah. Kelly Kelly's gimmick was that she was trying to strip yeah. on TV. You know, yeah. And Mike Knox didn't want to do that because he's a jealous boyfriend. And then Kelly Kelly also started taking a liking to CM Punk. Mm-hmm. And Mike Knox obviously didn't like that either. So yeah. that's that's the whole point. Before this match, she gets on the mic and says, "And I just want to wish CM Punk the best 
and uh, whatever the, the elimination extreme elimination chamber, chamber match. And yeah, Mike Knox gets all upset about this. Now their opponents in this match, uh, someone who I, you know I thought was when I saw him and everything, I thought he would have a better career in the WWE. But uh, Kevin Thorne. Kevin Thorne, who originally was Mordecai. Yes, Mordecai in white. Yeah, yes. he was the, he was the anti-taker. The anti-taker, Kevin Thorne. Uh, but yeah, Kevin Thorne is going to be accompanied by someone that we've already talked about. Oh, uh, my fucking And that God. is... Shelly Martinez, a.k.a. Ariel. Ariel here. And they are vampires. They are vampires. And apparently they frequent... Uh, biters clubs across bite the, clubs bite clubs yes uh, boy that is that is something now did Shelly Martinez she started a porno right I think so yeah let's see she also started a pinup film okay huh. uh, collaborate with Jewel Denial let's see she started independent supernatural horror mm, I don't think she's in a real porno yeah. but uh, but yeah so there you go uh, yeah. Shelly Martinez, aka Ariel, smoke show in this. Whoa, my God, she's yeah. so hot, and she's got she's got like the goth mm-hmm. punkish look. Yeah, where she's, she's got like a short skirt and corset, <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, now bite my throat out. Now what? There is a thin line between like that look and then like the look of those people that like. Would have like color extensions in their hair, and they're out like dancing the music in the in the street or whatever. I don't know. I'm fine. I don't know what you call that, but fine like, with it. Uh, definitely, if you watched <laughs> Righteous Gemstones, a lot of that stuff uh, from those those scenes that she what she looked like there. Uh, uh, incredible. But. So the the premise. Okay, so there's some stupid psychology in this match mm-hmm. uh, because Mike Knox starts out with Kevin Thorne and they're having an actual match, right? Yeah. They're fighting and beating the shit out of each other and blah, 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 blah. I would love to watch those two kind of like really go at it. Yeah. It they're, was, such, they're big. Yeah. It was a pretty good match, mm-hmm. right? And then... <laughs> somebody, somebody... Who, yeah. So, so I... In a preparation for this, I watched yeah. both the... the, the, the uh, the actual pay per view, and then I watched OSW review yeah. their video on this, and uh, they say something that I think is very apropos. Yeah, regarding Ariel, they go, "I don't know what why Ariel didn't make it." You know, I was sitting there going, "Like she's got a great look, mm-hmm. she's incredibly attractive, she she's got a great character, she's got you know she's a good manager. Why didn't she make it?" And then I saw her wrestle. Yeah, yeah, like oof, and it is. It's a shame. Well, it's bad. Yeah, it's. Bad. Okay, so I don't remember in the match does Martin does does Ariel tag in or does Kelly Kelly tag in? Uh, I think Ariel does. Okay, Ariel tags in, which means that Kelly Kelly has to come in to fight. Okay. Oh yeah, because that's the story is that Kelly Kelly doesn't know how to fight. She's just a valet. She hasn't wrestled. Or won't she go on to win a championship at some point? <laughs> which is also pretty insane. Right. Uh, but here's the thing: mm-hmm. if the whole conceit here is that. Shelly Martinez or Ariel gets in and starts beating the crap out of Kelly Kelly. Mm-hmm. And then Kelly Kelly's going to go for a tag on Mike Knox. Mm-hmm. And Mike Knox effectively breaks up with her by not accepting the tag, yeah. jumping off the apron. If that's what you were going to fucking do, mm-hmm. why did you wrestle Kevin Thorne beforehand? 
Yeah. Why didn't you just like tag her in and feed her to the wolves? Or I know <laughs> it makes no damn sense. Well, that 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 can be said about every match that this angle happens in. Yeah, it is. Uh, now here's the thing. Now if she had like made flirty eyes at Kevin Thorne mm-hmm. or something. And then it, like, during the match, and then it happened? Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah, it, that would make some sense or something. But there wasn't anything like that. Like, oh. what, did he stew on the Steam Punk concert? Like, what? Is, sorry, do we have an ECW Heatwave 98 playing yeah. in the background? And Joel Gertner sounds great. Oh. <laughs> Gertner. Anyways, go ahead. Uh, so, uh, here's the, here is the question or here's my comment about ariel and why she didn't make it yeah she's bad wrestling like i know they tried to for a little bit mm-hmm. to make lana a wrestler mm-hmm. like why can't we just have a valet it's sexist why can't a woman do everything a man could do why does a woman have to just stand there and be eye candy? But oh, except for Paul Heyman, Bobby Heenan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I, I think it's I think it's partially the way women valets don't really like Selena Vega. But she can also wrestle. She can. Yeah. But she was great as a female valet. Or okay. a female manager, even. But I mean, like, even with Vicky Guerrero, they tried to make her a wrestler. They tried to put her in the ring and wrestle matches. It's like, yeah. fuck that. Just let her be a valet. I mean, they've, but they've always done They did it with Heenan. Yeah, I know. But that was in a, like, but they had Vicky wrestle multiple matches. Like, they wrestled two. I thought it was more than that. Two. Okay. Well, I, I think. And, oh man, one of the most fat phobic moments ever. I'm not gonna lie, Vicky Guerrero was kind of hot. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a she did like a sexy. This is how much Ethan loves Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> if, if, I just if want, Vicky Guerrero I just walked want in to right touch now, touch the lips that touched his penis. Yes, if Vicky Guerrero <laughs> walked in right now, Ethan would be like, <gasps> no, "No, I no, must no. be in you, just like Eddie was." <laughs> no, 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 but no, truly, Vicky Guerrero was not an unattractive woman. She, she just wasn't like the typical diva you know she was older but not like super old and you know she wasn't like in incredible shape but she was like a normal human you know (laughs) well how dare you be a normal human well one time she was on a match and she had to do the frog splash (laughs) to which they called the hog splash Mm, yeah that's that's all though that's just like the piggy james stuff too yeah like yeah, that's pretty bad. Vicky Guerrero is 51 years old. She's 51. Yeah, there you that's go. That's the thing that does turn me off with Vicky Guerrero is that she's about my mom's age. <laughs> I guarantee if Vicky Guerrero walked in here, you would. Mm, I don't know. Nah, you'd make out with her at least. If she if she approached. Well, yeah, I'm not going to say you're going to go over and like force yourself on her. but yeah. like, like, that's the thing. Like, I wouldn't. She, I, clearly, I wouldn't... she clearly likes Latin men. <laughs> I am learning Spanish. Um, um, no, was, Hola, Vicky. ¿Qué tal? Disculpe, yeah. <laughs> señorita. Um, but uh, if if uh, she no uh, no 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 no, you know me. I'm not. I'm not go getter in any way. No, I'm. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. If she walked in and said, "Hey, you want to make out, Ethan?" We up. Fucking corpse could walk in and say, hey, you want to make out, Ethan? And I'd be like, whoa. Uh, okay, okay, okay. 
Uh, I haven't had sex in five years. Oh, shit. All right. I'm sorry, three. Okay, well, that's not too bad. Uh, so, oh, yeah, uh, this is a very boring match. Oh, but yeah, uh, we do uh, get the Sandman. Sandman with his shitty theme. Yeah. That, okay, so the best, perhaps the greatest entrance ever happens on ECW One Night Stand 2005. Okay. And it is the Sandman because mm-hmm. it's the one where they actually use Enter Sandman. Yeah. And the music kicks in, and literally the entire crowd starts singing his theme along with... Yeah, which I'm sure is probably not on the network, right? It's not. Yeah. So, but I, I will, I'll pull up the live version for you. No, yeah, the, not now. No, but yeah, no, I like, again, and that's another thing about watching these ECWs on the network is that you miss the old... The old themes. Now, th- now, this one they wouldn't have had those themes. No, 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 no. This, no. this is well past. But like we're watching, like you said, we have Heat Wave '98 on the background, and you're not going to get Natural Born Killers. You're not going to get walk. walk done the right way. Even though you would have thought that he, since ECW put out that album, that WWE could have got the rights to that album, yeah. like that had the cover versions of all the the yeah. ECW songs, but. Yeah, you know it is what it is. But we do get the Sandman who comes out and he's uh beaten up. Uh, Beats up Kevin Thorne and Ariel K- yeah. to save to save Kelly 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 and uh, well, then good. they fuck and they have a live sex celebration in the ring. <laughs> None of that happens. <laughs> like I I was like is he, I was like to see him punk run down at some point and save her or nope. whatever. Here's the thing: it was a very one sided liking. Yeah, like CM Punk was just like Meh. Mm. the CM stands for chick magnet for a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. The main event. Main event. So okay, so Sam, yes. Sabu has been dropped out. Dropped out of the match, and the crowd is super psyched at his replacement. <laughs> Hardcore Bob Holly, <laughs> Sparky Plug, Sparky Plug, the old Thurman. Uh, um. Yeah. So, first thing. Uh, originally it was supposed to be Sabu, and this is one of the reasons that Heyman quits. Is that Vince just wanted to have three faces, three heels in the match? He mm-hmm. didn't give a fuck who they were. So he was like, well, let's kick out Sabu. And Heyman was like, this is the perfect match for Sabu. Yeah. He will shine in this match. And you're just going to kick him out? Yeah. It makes zero sense. Even the announcers are like, he was the only guy that would have been at home in this demonic structure or whatever. So Heyman is legitimately very upset by that. As he should be. Yeah. As I was. Yeah. (laughs) When I saw the backstage job on Sabu, I was like, what? (laughs) You're taking Sabu out of this match? Yeah. So the six participants that we are going to get are... All right, test. Yeah, boy. Hardcore Holly. Yeah. The Big Show. Yeah. CM Punk. Yeah. Rob Vindum. Yes. And old Robert Lashers. Yeah, Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. This is the ascendancy of Bobby Lashley mm-hmm. in this match. So the uh, conceit of this match is that it's a elimination chamber match, but unlike normal mm-hmm. elimination chamber matches. This one is going to have weapons in each one of the pods. So Okay, can I give you 
Mm-hmm. The uh, build-up. Yeah, go for it. To this match. Hardcore. Okay. Big Show was the champ. Yeah. Big Show was the champ at the time. Rob Van Dam was the champ. Lost the belt due to his drug issue. Get drug arrest um, with Sabu. They were both in the car. Yeah. Rob took all the blame, so they stripped him of the belt. Um, well, they make him drop the belt, I should say. Drops it to the Big Show. Um, so Rob Van Dam is kind of on this redemption arc. So he beats Big Show twice. And Paul Heyman states that if the Rob Van Dam were to defeat the Big Show again in a ladder match, he could choose a time to face the Big Show for the ECW Championship. Um, Van Dam says, okay, I'll have it at the pay-per-view, December to December. Mm -hmm. To which Paul Heyman, being the sneaky heel manager, goes... Fine, but you got to beat four other guys, including the Big Show, to, well, and the Big Show, yeah. to get the title. So that's where this match comes from. Then Rob Van Dam um, keeps having these great matches and keeps winning up. He's the only one who has a promo in this entire thing. Yeah, um, Hardcore Holly was originally supposed to be in the match, and then when he went to go sign the contract. Bobby Lashley, who was not on ECW on the time, he yeah. was on SmackDown, shows up, beats up Hardcore Holly, and signs the contract himself, which is a total heel move. Yeah. So he gets the sixth spot in the Elimination Chamber. If then, like, like a two like two weeks before the pay per view, um. Paul Heyman's like, all right, Holly, if you beat Van Dam, you get your spot back. Yeah. Van Dam wins. Yeah. More momentum for Van Dam. Everything is building to Van Dam. Van Dam, Van Dam, Van Dam, Van fucking Dam. I mean, yeah. everything is building to Van Dam. And then, uh, let's see, on the final episode before ECW, of ECW, before December to December, Van Dam defeated Sabu. CM Punk face test, but both men were counted out in their bout, hitting the main event, and then Big Show was disqualified in his match against Lashley as tests and Heyman's security forces, Doug and Danny Basham, <laughs> assaulted mm, yeah. Bobby Lashley. So, in this match, mm-hmm. each of the pods has a weapon in it. Mm-hmm. Let me try to find, see if I can remember the weapons and who had them. Test had the steel crowbar. Mm-hmm. The Big Show has the barbed-wired baseball bat. Mm-hmm. CM Punk, the steel chair. Uh, Bobby Lashley, the table. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Big what? Show with barbed-wire covered two-by-four? No, Big Show had the bat. The barbed-wire covered bat. What did Rob Van Dam have? Uh, no, it was... it was uh, Rob Van Dam had a chair. No, CM Punk had the chair. Oh, oh, Test had a crowbar. Test had, I've already, yeah. Rob Van Dam was in the match. Oh, he started, right? He started. Yeah. Rob and Hardcore Holly yeah, started. Yeah. yeah. So it's just a table, a chair, a barbed wire bat, and a crowbar. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. And it was uh, Rob Van Dam and Hardcore Holly starting the match starting off. The match. Uh, which, great. Mm-hmm. You're building up, again, what should be. All right, Rob Van Dam's going to overcome all these odds. Mm-hmm. He's the first man in the fight. He's got all these monsters there. Mm-hmm. There's this underscore that 
uh, Holly and Test and Big Show are in cahoots with one another with Heyman uh, to to you know to take down these faces. And the first elimination is CM Punk. Mm-hmm. CM Punk is the first one eliminated. <laughs> yep, CM Punk comes in third, gets eliminated first by Rob Van Dam. by a face. By a face. Cause it's, cause if I'm not seeing Mugs, a face, right? Yep. Yeah. It's three on three. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So Vince is like, I really want to have three faces and three heels. And then a face eliminates a face. It makes no sense whatsoever. Fuck you, Vince. We get all of this, like this match and we should say throughout this night, there is lots of crimson mask and blood throughout the night. Uh, but it's just, what are you doing in this match, man? What do you mean? There's a lot of one person, please. Okay. Maybe I'm, I thought it was multiple ones. Yeah. Literally big show is the only yeah. person that blades in this entire oh, pay-per-view. Yeah. Maybe I was, maybe I was thinking about that last, uh, Something else I was watching or whatever. Yeah, no, I'm dead serious. Oh, no, I think it's because I watched a review of a, a Survivor series, yeah. like from 2002 or three, yeah. where Vince just, Vince and The Undertaker have a buried alive match. Yeah, and there's a lot of blood in that yeah, one. That, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so CM Punk is eliminated first. Mm-hmm. Then it's. Uh, then uh, hardcore? Yeah, because Test, like, doesn't Test turn on hardcore or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Test comes in, turns on hardcore, hits him with a big boot, hardcore's out. So then you have a heel, eliminating a fucking heel. Which makes no sense. Which makes no sense. Like, if you, okay, so what this is all building to mm-hmm. is that Bobby Lashley is going to win the match, right? Yeah. If you are trying to put Bobby Lashley over, make him come in first. Make him come in first, and or, or when he comes in, it's against three heels. Yeah. Like, don't do what you did. Because yeah. doesn't he come in against Big Show and Van Damme? Big Show and Tess. So Van Damme, the guy that... Okay, so the guy we thought was going to like win this... Is eliminated before Bobby Lashley ever comes is in. Is the third person eliminated. Is the third person eliminated. And CM Punk, the other one that the fans would have been okay with... Yeah. Is eliminated first. They made... Now, I will say, Van Damme just get eliminated in this fucking sweet elimination. Oh, yeah. Like, like this is not a bad match. It's just poorly It's just booked. stupidly booked. And it does seem weird. I don't remember... I'm trying to remember other elimination chambers, but do, do they very often have moments where there's, like, one guy in the ring waiting for the countdown? Goldberg. Yeah, okay. Well, that's to give him some rest, because mm. fuck you, Goldberg. Yeah. Well, I agree. Um, you know what would have made this match better? Throw Lex Luger. No. <laughs> Was Lex Luger walking into this? What if Lex Luger put somebody through the chains and torture them? Mm, um, so anyways. Yeah. So Rob Van Dam climbs up to Big Show's pod mm-hmm. to do a move to test. Big Show reaches up. Grabs Rob Van Dam's leg, holds him in place. Tess throws a chair at Rob Van Dam, yanks him off the top, lays the chair on Rob Van Dam's face, climbs the top of the pod himself, and then does a diving elbow yeah. onto Van Dam's which, face. Which, what you know, uh, that had to. I was just like, oh, oh my god, my elbow. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, there. The next night, the next, 
his entire from like elbow almost all the way up to his shoulder is just that is so high risk. Yeah, that's so high risk, and clearly the risk was there. Uh, makes you wonder why he probably died of pain pills. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, if Rob Van Dam is third eliminated. That brings us down to <laughs> Big Test Show Test and Bobby Lashley. And Bobby Lashley. So then Test is in the ring by himself. Yeah. Bobby Lashley comes in. Well, Bobby Lashley tries to come in. Yeah. Then Heyman's goons hold his door closed. Yeah. And then Bobby Lashley uses the table to break out the chains on the top um, and climbs out and then dives on Test and then just eliminates Test's Super simple. And then there's more waiting. More waiting. Then Big Show comes out. Yeah. With his barbed wire bat. Uh, this reminds me that my favorite part of this entire match is the introductions. And when Big Show has his face up against the glass. Oh, he like presses his nose. When Rob Van Dam is coming out and he looks like he's ready to eat him or yep. something. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so we get Bobby but Lashley. He'd be like an edible. So right now you've got Bobby Lashley versus the Big Show. Mm-hmm. No one wants Bobby Lashley to be the ECW champion. And no one wants Big Show to be the ECW champion. Yep. So this is just a lose fucking lose right here. The Big Show hits Bobby, tries to hit Bobby Lashley. With the barbed wire baseball bat. And it gets stuck in the fucking cage. Yeah. And then Bobby <laughs> Lashley throws Big Show through a pod. Does a weird Roman Reigns WrestleMania 33 <laughs> spear. Ooh, ah. <laughs> Big Show and pins him one, two, three to become the ECW champion. Now, let me read you this excerpt. Yep, go for it. Less than 24 hours after the pay-per-view, WWE announced on their official website that Vince McMahon had sent Paul Heyman home, citing slumping television ratings and a disgruntled talent roster as causes for Mr. Heyman's dismissal. Yeah. Heyman and McMahon clashed on the plane to the North Charleston Coliseum, and after a producer's meeting... Heyman was escorted from the Coliseum and sent home. He was also immediately pulled from ECW's creative team. Uh, McMahon was attempting to put the blame on Heyman for the poorly received pay-per-view. Which had what? What was the buy rate on this? Uh, 90,000. Yeah, 90,000 buys. It's the worst performing WWE pay-per-view until the network comes along. Yeah. And that doesn't matter. Yeah, network era is different. Yeah. And after a meeting... With Vince and Stephanie, Heyman legitimately left World Wrestling Entertainment. Heyman was against the decision of Lashley being booked. Yeah. And wanted CM Punk to win it. Yeah. A decision McMahon disliked. Um, I mean, there is a certain logic to, even in 2006, Mm -hmm. saying that, yeah, okay, fine. You can say that, like, you could could posit it of a Heyman Heyman wanting young guys... To go over mm-hmm. because yeah, Rob Van Dam is getting older and things like that. Mm-hmm. But just Bobby Lash, like, he's just so like I know some people like Lashley because he did good stuff in Impact or whatever. He sucks. But like he's so boring. Yeah. Like so, Heyman gave more details on how he would have booked the Extreme okay. Elimination Chamber main event, which including Punk enter first. Yeah. And quickly. Eliminating Big Show v. 
via submission. Mm. According to the interview, McMahon nixed the idea, but Big Show liked the direction Heyman was heading and was eager for the opportunity to make a rising star like Punk. He also stated that he kept going to McMahon on the night of the pay-per-view to say that the people are going to throw this back in our face. Uh-huh. Upset at how the event turned out, <laughs> Tommy Dreamer and Stevie Richards both asked after the event to be released from their conference contracts. Both requests refused uh, by Mr. McMahon and WWE's Vice President of Talent Relations, Jack Tunney, John Laurinaitis, <laughs> not Jack Tunney. Um. Boy, it was the the Wrestling Observer newsletter gave it the worst major wrestling show of the year. Award. Of the year, yeah, not of all time, but that uh, right there, that whole expert is why Mr. McMahon is not a genius. Yeah, and Mr. McMahon can suck a dick. Yeah, everybody likes to point to his successes, and when you have enough failures, you're gonna have some successes. Yeah. I mean, look, he. The man built a billion-dollar franchise or whatever. but Even an open micer gets a laugh. Yeah, even an open micer gets a laugh. But, yeah, this was uh, not great. Not great. It's really bad. Like, I honestly think this is worse than TNA Lockdown. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. TNA Lockdown remind me, Electrified Cage, right? Yeah, Electrified Cage, Blindfold okay. Match. So this is why that's better. Yeah. Because that is bad to a level of absurdity. Yeah. Where this is just bad because it's boring and bad. Yeah, like, they at least... TNA at least tried to do something that, yeah. that could have been good. It's just... You know... Is there someone at the door? No. Uh, it's just that Vince always tries to push... It just, it just seems like he's at war with the, what people want. Oh, have you never heard this promo? It's one of the most apt promos ever. Vince goes out uh, on like in like 2006 or something. Yeah. Or, I, he, heel Vince yeah, goes yeah. out and goes, You don't like what you think you like. You like what I tell you to like. Which, which oh, is... Which is uh, pretty accurate to Vince McMahon and the way he feels about things. Yeah. Well, Ethan, I think that is uh, a really bad pay-per-view. I'm glad it was short. I'm going to be very honest about that. Mm -hmm. uh, so do you uh, have anything going on that uh, people need to know about in late December, mid to late December? Uh anything booked currently other than the talk shows mm -hmm. which are now on thursdays thursday thursday yep. thirsty thursdays with the talk show incorporated uh you'll have uh some, maybe a real roast in december or something like that real roast is in january in january we're doing the real roast of star wars oh okay so that's something yep. yeah star wars star wars yep well uh, you can uh, catch me on my other podcast, Getting Greasy, with Zach Amon and Sean Singleton here on the Sounds Tooth Network. Mm -hmm. Please download our app. Follow us please. on please follow us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter mm -hmm. at at uh, Wrestlelore Wrestlelore Pod. Uh, like us on there. Uh, hit us up anytime you want. And uh, 
with that, I think it's time to say goodbye, guys. And uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with something else. I don't know what it'll be. Time for Balls Mahoney's theme. <laughs> <laughs>